I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Smart Woman Show, empowering women to lead their lives and their businesses, lead with power. And today we have one of the most influential women in my career because she loved and supported me when I really didn't have, you know, everything together. She's just like, yes, she was a total yes person. Denise Walsh, you really were, you know, the foundation of creating my confidence for my super successful business that I have right now. And I don't even actually know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I'm so proud. <laughs> you should be so proud. You know why? Because this is who you are. And that's why you're on this show again, because that's who you are. You support and you serve others. And that is what the smart woman does because she's a leader. And so I want to dive into something, you know, that is really going to showcase exactly where your heart is. And that is, um, what do you do when you don't want to do it anymore? Hmm. What do you do when you don't want to do it anymore? I mean, that's, uh, the, that's the dig deep question, right? Because mm -hmm. to be honest, I feel like it's always easier not to, it's always easier to watch Netflix. It's always easier to be like, I'll, you know, I'll just keep, stay comfortable and stay here. And I think I battle that all the time. Should I keep digging deep and, and putting myself and my stuff out there or, do I just be grateful for what I have and enjoy the ride and, and, you know, sit back. And I think what I do when I am tired or I wonder, should I keep moving forward is I feel like the message that I have to offer is something that everybody needs to hear. And it would be selfish for me mm. not to uh, share it. So you know, I think at the end of the day, even if it's always easier to say no, it's easier to watch Netflix, it's easier just to stay comfortable. Uh, I don't think that's where I'd be satisfied. I think my soul would be restless because I feel like the message that I have is something that people need to hear and it's life changing and it's my responsibility to take that and run with it. Oh, I love what you just said. It's my responsibility. And I keep, I keep referencing this lead leadership training that I went through throughout. And, and that's not the point. The point is, is that, you know, through this transformation, one thing that became really evident to me is that I am responsible for everything that I create, everything that's happening, everything that's good, everything that's bad, 100% of the time. So what I'm hearing you say is if I feel like not doing it anymore, I've got to remember who I am. Yeah. Right. And I, I always think of the long-term vision too. So I, I like to say I work my business based on what I want, not based on how I feel. Because what I want is like, I've got the long-term vision. I know what I want. I know where I'm going. I'm excited about that. And if I feel tired today or if I have a disappointment today or my, you know, I'm not, my juices aren't flowing today, 
that doesn't stop my long-term vision. So I build my business based on what I want, not based on how I feel, which then allows me to take what I feel with a little bit of a grain of salt. You know, I don't take it as seriously as I did before. What's the difference between the people who succeed in your business and the, the people who, you know, do, okay, let's do, let's go here. What's the difference between people who are massively successful in your business like you are, the people who do like just, you know, okay, and then the people who just like come in and go out and come in and go out? Like mm-hmm. what is the main difference? Decision, honestly, decision and, and personal development. And, and, the, and I even say decision to grow because mm-hmm. the people that come in are wishy-washy to begin with. They, they, they're just, we like to say like, they're, they want change, but they're not sure. They're in this indecisive mode all of the time and they're confused. And so they live in this space of confusion. There's no clarity, there's no commitment, they're just confused. And so even when they step in, they quickly second guess themselves. Mm-hmm. They quickly go, I don't know if I should do this. And as soon as they hit a roadblock or they have a disappointment or someone says no, they scoot away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there's the people that are like, all right, I'm scared, but I'm going to step into it. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it. And they decide, they decide to take action. They decide to learn. They decide to plug in because what we say is the skills are all learnable. It's all teachable mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Not teachable necessarily is the grit and the hustle and the, the internal drive. And mm-hmm. that is a simple decision. And, and it's sometimes a decision people need to make every single day, but that decision to actually go for it is what stops people from even trying at the beginning. You know what I heard you just say, and that I want to bring it up because, and we might go off on a tangent here, but that's okay because I think, you know, that confusion thing, when people enter into business, whether it be, you know, multi-level marketing, or maybe they're starting their coaching business and they're just like confused all the time. You're either that person or you at least know somebody who is like that. You're just confused all the time. And you can't really figure it out. That is a self-sabotaging technique that doesn't actually exist, right? What I found when I lived in that space myself is that it kept me spinning my wheels. It kept me spinning my wheels. And often I was so afraid of not making the right choice that I made no choices. Yeah. So then I would, and then when I did, I double, I was so double-minded. I would second guess. I was wishy-washy. I didn't trust myself. When I finally seriously just said, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. All of that went away and I was able to really run and I was able to really grow but you can't make movement when you're second guessing yourself every step of the way. Yeah. Like we get to make decisions. Yeah. Right. And we get to stand firm in them because you know, one thing that I love that I've had actually had personal conversations with you about are the conversations that we have in our mind that talk us out of what we want. And then we do it again. And then we do it again. And, and we just, we bully ourselves essentially. Like we're just giant bullies. And I was just, I just interviewed Heather Monahan, and, you know, she was saying in her interview that her therapist said, you know, you would never talk to your son the way that you talk to yourself. Right. And so I want to, I want to ask you, how do you recognize 
And wait, stop there. Why do we self-sabotage and how do we recognize it? Yeah, in my opinion, self-sabotage is a way for our body to stay comfortable. Like we are making this emotional shift a little bit to step into our next best selves, to go after what we really want. And our body is going, like our emotional body is going like, eh, I'm not sure about that. Oh, are you? And so we, we, we do it just enough to say we tried, but not fully enough to actually go for it and do it. And then, and then we do, it's, it's like we skirt back into what's comfortable because our, our ego's job is to keep us comfortable. And so when we try to step out, self-sabotage is a way that we cap ourselves. It's a way that we limit ourselves and it's a way that we keep ourselves in that box. Yeah. And it sounds to me that commitment, commitment in that is really where it's the most wavering because when you're confused all the time, you're really not committed to one thing or the other. You're just like, oh, well, I don't know. Right. So it's like, okay, well make a decision. Okay. So fine. Okay. I pick blue. Okay. You pick blue. So now what? Right. And then it's like, well, action plan. Well, what's an action plan? Well, and that's exactly it. Once you make a decision, you can actually take steps. But if you're wishy-washy and you're second guessing and you're, and you're confused, then, um, then you don't go anywhere. And, and in the dream life daily journal, the first thing you do is you say, what's my dream life goal. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that because you decide and it's a focus and then you can create the, what am I going to do today in order to take a step in that direction? Then you can create your affirmations and your visualizations surrounding that one goal. So you create a, such a clear picture in your mind yeah. of where you're going that you're no longer double-minded. You're crystal, crystal clear and you have the personal vision. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. so when you have a roadblock uh, or, you know, it's, it's just, that's just what it is. It's a speed bump. It's not going to stop you because you know where you're going and you're excited about it. Yeah. But if you're wishy-washy and you're standing there confused, um, you do nothing. Exactly. One of the best ways is to start your day, you know, like, you know, as entrepreneurs anyways, and that those are the types of women watching these, you know, either they're, they're in corporate America and they're doing amazing things and even with their teams or they're entrepreneurs and they're, they're either just starting or they're already in the thick of it. And so maybe some of them watching can attest to a morning routine. And I know that you and I've talked about morning routines and the importance of those. What is your morning routine? Yeah. My, I love my morning routine. I really can feel a difference when, when I do it consistently versus when I'm haphazard with it. Mm -hmm. So my morning routine, now that my boys are old enough where they can get up and like get themselves a bagel, right? Because uh, there were some years where I had to shift, but my morning routine is I get up and I work out. And from about 5.30 to 7 or so, I go to the gym, I do my, my workout. And, and why that's powerful to me. Number one, I move my body. I feel good. And I listen to podcasts, YouTube, audiobooks. Like this is my personal development time. Yeah. So I listen a lot and I learn a lot while I'm working out, which is like what pairs, you know, pos a positive thing with my workout. So I always want to go to the gym. And then I come home and I do my reading, drink my coffee and do my settling in time. I know if I get straight into busy doing, I, I'm not doing it well. Mm -hmm. So I really spend time in the morning to connect. So I have a gratitude game I do every day. I write, I connect, um, I, I read, and then I go through, all right, well, what can I do today that's going to take me in, in one step closer to my current goal? And I feel like that just starts my day off with such clear intention. Like we said, it's not confusing. It's super 
clear. I'm connected and I'm clear. And with that, I can make lots of progress and feel, feel good in the process. I know when you said the, the words 530, <laughs> half the audience just went, oh my gosh, yes, I do that. It is amazing. And then the other half, if not more than half, was like, oh, stop with the 530 thing. Like it's actually, you know, it's like it, it creates a, a, for some people a point of contention when they're like, I can't wake up at 530. Like, mm -hmm. have you always been able to wake up at 530? I have to tell you, I'm not a 530 AM person. I'm just Yeah. Kidding. No, you know, it's funny. When I was in high school, I used to work out before high school. Why? Wow. So you've always been that. <laughs> I have really enjoyed my alone time in the morning. I really have. And when I was working full time, um, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur now for a long time, but when I was working my nine to five job, I really, I, I, it, it really depended on the season. There were times when my kids wouldn't go to bed very well and I had to rearrange it. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of put it at maybe three to four or whatever. But, but right now I know that if I don't get my me time in the morning, then I'm not going to get it because kids have to go to school. I'm driving around I'm picking them up at three, you know, like there's a lot of things that are happening in the day. So and I, how do you, how does the girl, how does the woman wake up at 530 AM when she doesn't want to? Hmm. All right. If you don't want to, well, first of all, you really need to figure out a way to want to, if you want to, here's the thing, Denise, like I want to wake up at five 30 in the morning so bad that I pray to God to wake me up at five 30 in the morning. And guess what? He does. I, there's been so many times where I look over at the clock and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's five 34. How amazing is that? Look at this beautiful gift God's giving. Me. And then I'm like, but I've been up with my baby sent also since one o'clock, like she's been nursing or she's been doing whatever. And I'm like, I need to go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the reason that's the, the power of seasons. Seriously. Mm. Because there are seasons when you have a baby in the middle of the night and you really have to make decide like, what's the best use of my time right now? Mm -hmm. Um, do I need sleep? But what I know and number one, go to bed earlier, right? If you really do want to get up in the morning, go to bed earlier because I can tell you, I can't get up at five 30 in the morning when I go to bed at one doesn't work. Right. Um, so you go to bed earlier, but then I also pair it with something I really do enjoy. Like if I don't go work out, then I also won't be able to listen to my Rob Bell podcast or my Super Bowl or Super Soul Sunday or whatever just popped up on a Monday. Yeah. And, and so I'm excited to go do that. And so I'm more excited to, to get up and work out. And I, I think honestly, once you do it a few times and you really feel the centering that happens within you, you'll be more motivated to do it again. Totally. And I love that you said that you're like pair it with something that you love and that's just not waking up at five 30 in the morning. It's like anything that you're doing. Yeah. It's anything. like, Oh, you have yeah. to do 400 emails today. Well, don't do them from your office. Like go do them at your favorite coffee shop or whatever, like pair it with something that you love. I love that. Pair yeah. It, it really, it makes the hard things easy and fun and then it doesn't seem so hard. Yeah, totally. Okay. So what I get and what I've always gotten from you is that because your business and your organization is huge and there's a lot of different divisions. There's a lot of different facets. I mean, you've got your live events, you've got your book, you've got your planner your, and your journal and your workbook. I mean, it doesn't end in your organization. Um, so I've really noticed every time that we've ever talked that how aligned you are and like you always seem to be able to bring it back to the, the points of, 
of what your vision is and where you're going. And yes, that's clarity, but it seems that you have this alignment going on. T tell me more about that because it's something that I've sensed from you. Thank you. That's thank you. <laughs> and honestly, I think the morning routine is a huge part of that. Wow. And okay. Because it's, it's, you know, the stats, right? Between, um, multitasking and mindfulness or the meditation in the morning where you really are here and, and you're, you're, you're my head. I know what I want, but I also believe it. I also really, really know where I'm going. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know the steps that's going to, I don't know how, right. I don't know how it's going to pan yeah, out, how, but how. I know where I'm going. And I feel like the alignment is, is those connected. My, my head knows what I want, but my heart, is fully engaged in the process and is just as excited every day to keep moving in that direction. And my morning time really allows that, you know, because our emotions can shift, our mind can, thoughts can take us in a million different directions. But my morning routine really helps keep me in alignment because I know where I want and I believe it and I'm excited to go there. On Sunday, when we went to church, our pastor was saying, or he was actually a guest speaker, was saying, um, you know, we were talking about morning routine, oddly enough. It's funny that it's coming up. I mean, it's not funny. It's divine. But, you know, he was saying, don't look at your phone the first thing in the morning. Like, just spend five minutes connecting to whatever you got to connect with. And, mm -hmm. and what he said was, align yourself. Because the, our world is going so fast. Like, right. if we, can't, we cannot keep up no matter what. And so give yourself that first five minutes to, or whatever hour long that you have. He was, the reason why he was saying five minutes was because he didn't want to overwhelm people. And I love that because on the show, I don't want anybody to feel overwhelmed or bombarded with the tactics of being successful because sometimes all it takes is five minutes. Mm -hmm. Right. And so opening up your phone and scrolling through your DMS or your text messages or your emails, like that's not setting you up because you don't have that moment to create your barrier for everything that's going to hit you for the rest of the day. Yeah. And just breathe, just breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when people ask me all the time, like, what do you do? What do you do? You know, if I were a fly on your wall, tell me what you do. I want to know what Denise Walsh does. Stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I think what's more important is like who I'd be, you know what I mean? Like oh. be, and that is, is the alignment. Because then what you do, it flows out of this place of being and it flows out of this place of connection and excitement and passion and purpose and all of those things. And that's where the magic happens. I love that you just said that. <laughs> I just <laughs> love that you just said that. Okay. So how do you be? How do you be? How do I be? Um, I listen. Um, so in the journal, I have a gratitude game. So first of all, it's like really aligning myself to where God is already working in my life. Like, where is God already working? Because so many times we're like, oh, this didn't happen and this didn't happen and this person flaked out and this person backed out or, you know, and it can be very easy, right, to have our mind go down the thoughts of negativity. So uh, eyes wide open and really like saying, all right, well, where is God already working? Like things are always working out to my good. So where is that happening right now? The gratitude game lifts my emotional body to, again, connect with what's already working and then I, uh, I do um, prayer, meditation, and writing. So prayer is me just kind of putting out there like, all right, God, this is what I want. 
Um, I'm asking for it boldly. I know you can move mountains. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're being expectant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Being- and, and then the meditation is simply breathing. I use headspace quite a bit or just like YouTube meditation music. And I think this is where things bubble up. Like when I'm in my quiet space, uh, ideas come mm-hmm. or thoughts come or just like peace comes that I didn't expect or know. Like I got my best ideas in the space of quiet and just listening. Yeah. Totally. And we need that time. Yeah. Like and we- in our society, it has to be scheduled kind of. <laughs> it has to be scheduled. It has to be scheduled because otherwise it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Especially if, 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 if anybody's watching as a mom or they have a new relationship or, you know, they're in the social scene or they're networking. It just doesn't happen. There's not enough hours in the day. No. So, so what I heard was you are intentional, you are expectant and you are connected. And those are your ways of being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. It reminds me of like Care Bear Stare. You guys, mm-hmm. do you remember that show? <laughs> Where like out of their heart center, they were like, like yeah. Care Bear and that, that Care Bear Stare beat all the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm, um, emotionally, my intention every morning is to get in that alignment and get connected. So I emotionally can kind of broadcast what I want mm, and I expect that. that's happening. Emotionally and broadcast. So good, huh? Yeah. And I love that. Did you just make that up right now? I did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Write that down. So. Emotionally broadcast because it is, it's, it comes like, like the example, you know, you can know what you want and you could have this um, grand plan of what you want, like in your mind. But if you don't believe it and you're thinking, yeah, right. And you're second guessing yourself and you don't, you know, that's not an alignment. That's double minded. That's confusion. So for me, it's, 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 yes, it's important to cognitively know what I want, but it's more important for me to emotionally agree and believe and step into it because I know that's when the how will show up for me. So this has come up in another interview. I can't even remember who it was with now. I think it was with Lauren Tickner, but you know, it's like when you, here's it. And here's a tool I'm thinking and tell me what you think when you, because we do, we get into these places of as, especially as we grow and progress, it's like, okay, well you were just doing Facebook lives and now you're speaking on stages, right? Like it progresses. And so there's going to be times as you grow that you get scared and you get nervous. And the one thing that really helps me because, oh my goodness, I've quantum leaped this last year. I mean, I've gone from just starting with my Facebook lives to exactly that speaking on stages. And so and I mean, and running masterminds and just doing crazy things, speaking with celebrities on this show, that's a big deal. And so I've had my moments of doubt and I know you've had your moments of doubt. And so a tool that's really helped me is to remember that this is not about me. I'm just the vehicle for this guy up here to do this with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our job is just to say yes, even when it's scary. <laughs> it reminds me of- Especially because that's typically when, when it's a mountain that's being moved. Uh It reminds me of when I did my first live event. And honestly, it was something I knew I had to do new, like, like, like fire in your bones new, you know, I was like, I've got to do this or my soul will die. Like I have to. Yes. So I plan it and I'm, and I'm creating all the things because you know, a lot of stuff goes into a live event and, um, 
And of course there's periods of freak out. There's periods of I'm putting my heart on a platter. What are, are people going to think? Are they going to step on it and spit on it and hate it? And regardless, I'm like, I still have to do it regardless. And, and um, we went to the event space the couple days before just to look at everything. And they said, all right, well, Denise, you need, when the music comes on, you need to dance up to the front of the stage like you own the place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm, excuse, um, hmm, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. So I had to practice. I had to wrap my head around everyone staring at me and me like dancing up through the crowd or whatever. But then I realized that even that was not about me. It was about the energy of the room. It was about the people in the room who needed the energy heightened, who needed the excitement, who needed to dance themselves, right, as the music came on. And I realized the whole thing, it, it was not about me having the spotlight. It was about this message that needs to be brought, like, put out into the world because people need it. And, and people need our energy and they need our belief and they need our excitement. And as soon as I was able to, to shift it into that perspective, it, I mean, I, I was, I was all in. Yeah. When it's an outpour. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't about attention. It was about the room needs this energy and, and I can help bring it. And you know, when you think about the ripple effect of that, I mean, when you're doing a live event and I know you do massive, you know, you're in front of tens of thousands of people. I know that. And so you're doing this live event and if you, but if you zero in on the one person that you get moving, that like shifts something in their heart center and, you know, and then they actually go on to, and this is just like total broad stroke, like, you know, um, retire their husband or, um, you know, not commit suicide the next week, you know, just the ripple effect of you just dancing on the stage. Like the fact that we can even make something like that about us is absurd. Yeah. You know, I've had so many people be like, Oh my gosh, you were speaking to me. And you're like, I'm, I'm just doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And I'm so, so in uh, awe of all of this, just like you. So it's, it's, it's amazing to be on this adventure with everybody too. I mean, I had three people out of the six that volunteered to help with registration, three people after dream space quit their jobs. Wow. And I was, I was a bit surprised about that. And I was like, I might need to have people sign waivers or something. But the reality was, is that they were already thinking this. They were already stirred. They were already restless. They already knew they weren't where they wanted to be. But this event, the immersion of this event, the emotion, the excitement, the camaraderie, the support, it it gave them the courage to step into what they already wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. You keep saying step into my mastermind's called step into abundance. And that's exactly what it is. It's like step into your vision, step into your mind, like sort things out in here, you know? So, okay. So your live event, are you having another live event anytime? I'd love to go. I'd love to come. We are, we are, we are having a few. So we're going to do a few in Michigan, um, but then we're, we are traveling. So I am thinking about North Carolina, Florida, Canada, and then also San Diego, which is right here close to you, isn't it? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that would be amazing. Okay. I'll totally connect with you. 
Okay, great. Okay, so um, you have so many things. I mean, you have books, you have planners, you have live events. What can we offer this audience to reconnect with you, make sure their vision's super tight, clear, and that they can just be in the world of Denise Walsh? Well, I would love to invite you guys to one of our live events. I mean, they really are a transformational um, safe place where we can work through heal and, and dream bigger than we ever expected. And so typically a ticket for our dream space event is one ninety nine, And I would love to offer that to your listeners for $97. Oh, that's so generous. That is so generous. Thank you. I will be coming to your next event. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. I would love, love, love to have you there. Yeah. Because you know, the thing about it is, is I've never arrived and I know you're of the same mindset. It's like we never, ever arrive. And the women watching this probably feel the same thing. However, we can get to a point where we're like, Hey, this is pretty good. You know, like this, this feels pretty good. I'm making $10,000 more. I'm, you know, maybe I'm making a hundred thousand a month, but like feeling that you arrived, I guarantee if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a month, you don't feel like you've arrived, but you know, maybe you, you've gone from no income to 10,000 a month right? That's a big jump for somebody who has no income. And if you're there, you haven't arrived, you get to keep going. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and that's the beauty of this journey is I, I find that I thrive when I learn and teach, learn and teach, learn and teach, learn and teach. And so if I'm not learning and I'm not growing and I'm not stepping outside my comfort zone and I'm not trying new things and I'm not creating, then I don't have as much to teach and give back. And so um, when we hit the top of our company, I had to ask myself those same questions. I mean, what's next? What's next? You don't just coast. You don't just sit back and collect a check. It really is like, what's next for my personal growth? Mm -hmm. And I, I know that as I continue to grow and learn and add value, uh, the money will come because it's, it, it, it follows the, the value that I'm giving. And so for me, we've hit crazy, amazing goals that we never would have expected to. And I feel like that is just another, you know, just a side product of who we've become in the process. Yeah. Well, I don't know who you're becoming, but I know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Whatever it's going to be, you're going to be amazing. And I do want to take the opportunity to number one, thank you for being on the show. And number two, really thank you for, um, you know, kind of being the jump cables for my career and my success, because you really did. You were one of the few people on the outside that believed in me and supported me no matter what. So. I well, I value our friendship for sure, Tara. Thank you. And to those listeners, like keep redreaming, keep redreaming, keep redreaming, dig down deep and go after it because uh, the how will show up once you know what you want. And the journey is so much fun. I love it. And you know what? I actually, I didn't tell you this, but I did one of your free quizzes. Um, oh, I'll pop the link down here as well because cool. it was really valuable. It was awesome. Cool. There, we do. We stop ourselves from dreaming all of the time. And that's part of that self-sabotage, isn't it? hundred percent because we feel like we don't deserve it. It's a worthiness thing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You are worthy. You are worthy. <laughs> I love you, Denise. Have an awesome day and I will catch up with you later. Thank you so much. Bye Tara. Bye. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to the smart woman show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have break open that vision girl. 
DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.